You can always expect the joy from a dose of black joy and caffeine, but now you can grab your own caffeine by visiting mimoscoffee.co and grabbing your own coffee from one of our favorite black and women-owned coffee brands. Just visit M-I-M-O-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.co. Go to the store and simply use the promo code BLACKJOY when you check out to receive a discount off their four ounce sample pack. Well, now that you've got your dose of caffeine, let's get back to the joy on a dose of black joy and caffeine. transformative space it's cool I've been in my cocoon no man listen I don't I don't even blame you you know it's always it's always nice when you can have that nice that I call it that warm and fuzzy cocoon you know like that just like that okay I've got I got my own space I'm feeling it you know I'm gonna remain here it's a privilege I'm like oh thank you ancestors for doing all the hard work so that I could actually have the luxury of sitting in my cocoon Listen, and we are late. We are definitely going to get to that. (laughs) It's so nice to hear you say ancestors because I kind of feel like there's this uh, new narrative of Gen Z um, that's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is the self-care movement. I'm like, no, it's actually ancestors and people before them, people like you that were at the forefront saying, "Uh uh-uh, this is about me and I'm going to still be figuring things out so you can have generations doing that. But um. Yeah, it's beautiful. Where are you based these days? I'm in LA. Oh, of course. Well, that's also why you're in a cocoon. Oh my goodness. Well, listen. It's a warm cocoon. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, tell me about it. Well, one, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for like joining. It's such an honor and a privilege to have you on the podcast. So I really do appreciate you being on. Thank you, Justin. You don't understand. You are an enigma to me. I just want to let you know that. Like, truly, I don't even view you as a human. I view you as this prince-like spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was telling Kendra, I was like, you know, I do is literally like an enigma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, I'm honored. But look, I'm super excited to dive into this, you know, conversation. I always say this is... It's, it's a conversation, but if anything, it's a celebration. And that's the reason why I wanted to have the podcast is because through my journey as um, an art director and in like communications and even outside of the industry, I've come across so many people like you or like Kendra, like Olu Bliss or, you know, or yeah. TV, you know, um, yeah. you know as well. so um, if you're good to go, I'm good to go. I'm ready. All right, cool. Let's dive into it. Welcome one and all to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. And this is season five. So I'm super pumped because this little baby started off as just a little hobby of mine and a place for me to bring my phone conversations and text messages um, to the external world. And you know what? 
the listeners, you all have been very gracious in receiving it. So as long as you all remain gracious, I will remain gracious and host this platform to bring these beautiful conversations with you. And speaking of beautiful conversations and people, I have my longtime friend, Siobhan. Um, man, you know, I was doing the math in my head and... <laughs> Geez, I think we 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 we've known of each other, but I think we have formally met like back in 2015. It's very probable, but I think literally my industry experience, everything feels like a blur. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like yeah, maybe black in 2015, but wow. a little bit about our guest. She is an award-winning wellness entrepreneur and mental health advocate who is passionate about learning, meditation, as well as creativity. So we're going to dive into all three of those buckets, not only to learn some of the things that, you know, she's personally found to be beneficial, but also to maybe innovation in those different areas, um, especially meditation. I'm not sure if you are familiar with uh, Kenji Summers, um, but I followed um, some of his meditation sessions. I think he was like on Snapchat or it was in the metaverse, but I was like... Wow. Yes, I was like, okay, this is fire. In 2016, she launched Grills and Granola. And yes, I know what you all are thinking. Grills and Granola, how do they go together? Well, one, who doesn't love to wear a grill? And then two, who doesn't love peanut butter granola? And it's a company that is, is curated. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? What is? I, I don't get it. I do not get it. It is what it is. But Grills and Granola is actually a company that curates fitness experiences for underrepresented women starting with start excuse me starting with their signature trap aerobics class and let me tell you something if you ever want to get turned um i'm not sure if you still have any videos on youtube or not but um if i know based on your instagram if you ever want to get turned i mean you all had absolutely a ball and i what i really loved about it is the fusion of music along with fitness so we're going to talk a little bit about that too okay. Her entrepreneur endeavors um, really go um, just, I think, super, super, super far in terms of different things that she has dived into. Um, and she has been featured in publications such as Forbes, along on platforms like Google, and worked with companies such as Google, Yahoo, Lifestyle, and won multiple grants from numerous different um, organizations to really support her work. Outside of her entrepreneur endeavors, Siobhan is a seasoned learning and development DEI professional with roots in the advertising industry. And currently she works in tech supporting moms and women of color and is studying to become a licensed mental health and rehab therapist. You know, from that standpoint, one thing that I do wanna say that's not on here is that our guest is super um, caring, empathetic, has a view on the world that I honestly wish more people would be able to take on because it would make the world such a better place. But we are excited for our future counselor to creators and entrepreneurs. Siobhan, welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. How are you feeling? I feel fantastic. I feel blessed to be here, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry, nervous laugh. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, I think, you know, as I read your bio to you, sometimes we could be so execution-based. I would love to know, like, what goes through your head as I read your bio to you? What are you thinking about? Mm, I think what I'm thinking about is not so much the accomplishments, but like what that chapter in my life meant to me. 
mm. physically and internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm also thinking like, wow, I really took an idea out of my head and turned it into something that other people can experience with their five senses. And I just think that that is what human magic looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just like every single line, like after the, on the period, period <laughs> is literally like purpose. It's like da 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 da. Oh, that's driven by purpose. Da 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 da. Oh, that's driven by purpose. Has that always been intentional and natural for you, or when did or yeah? I would love to know more. I don't know if it's been intentional, um, but I do think that I am naturally empathetic. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm a natural teacher. Um, and I say this because I'm the oldest girl in my family. I have seven siblings. Oh, my goodness. Big yeah. family. Okay. Yeah. I don't come across as like someone who comes from a big family. I heard that I moved like an only child, but because <laughs> um, <laughs> I really do like to be by myself. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that I'm a natural teacher. And then the mental health stuff really comes in for me just because of my like life experiences, my own personal experience with, experiences with mental health and just seeing how much... Uh, fitness had like transformed my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, I I'm I think that right now it feels very purposeful, but when I was in it, ooh, it felt very chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful though, that you can take that, you know, self-reflection just to kind of um, take a look back on it and also be able to identify, you know, what it looked like. You know, we're going to get to grills and granola, which I think is the perfect mix of like music as well as fitness. But music for me is super, super therapeutic. I mean, I absolutely love listening to it. What are some new tunes or vibes that you could put our listeners on that maybe in 2022 you listen to a lot or that you're currently listening to right now? It's no no hard thing here. We love new, we love all genres too, but we love new music deets. All right. Well, let me look at my phone. So I definitely Thames. Thames is like my top top one percent. For 2022, that's all I listen to. Um, I love Olu Bliss. Also, that's my best friend. So maybe I'm biased, but his music makes me feel good inside. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of SZA, a lot of Destin Conrad, and a lot, a lot of Burna Boy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you listened to the Wakanda Forever soundtrack or seen Wakanda Forever. I've seen it though, but I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. He has a song on that soundtrack. It took me a while to dive into the soundtrack because I think like I was really stuck on the first soundtrack to Black Panther with like SZA and Kendrick, but it's so, so beautiful. Okay. And then SZA, that's a, that's a new one to the streets, but what's got you listening to the new album so much? Um, I just like how she is very introspective and I feel like SZA makes music for people who had like a really wild experiential 20s. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know, like the, I think there was like a line where she's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, like I want to grow, but this is just really uncomfortable. Like, yes, that was my 20s. Mm-hmm. No, I'm in my 30s now, and I think that the my my snow globe is finally starting to settle. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was just constantly being shaken. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh my goodness. Listen, I love that. You know, I think speaking of your 20s and even like early on in your career, I love to take a walk down memory lane. I mean, I always say that my listeners range for people that are just graduating either either or to, you know, mid-level individuals that are going on into their careers or, you know, C-suite executives that are trying to figure out, you know, what what chaos am I causing over here, which this is my little corner. So mm -hmm. I don't care what you all hear. <laughs> <laughs> but you know early on in your career what was, how did what was your big break how did you get started knowing that you wanted to dive whether it's into the advertising industry mm -hmm. um so my big break started at the one club's creative boot camp uh okay. my cousin tiffany she actually had introduced me to the program when she had first started it mm -hmm. and i'm an english and journalism major so one, I never told my parents I was majoring in English. Like I was supposed to be an engineer. Yeah. Uh, and then I dropped out of the program. It was like, no. <laughs> that would yeah. not have went down in a Ghanaian household. Let me tell you that. Uh, listen, I, I've you heard. You're 23 and me, but you may want to check it out. <laughs> listen, I'm, you know what? I'm not Ghanaian. I'm mostly Nigerian. And I'm kind of a little upset by that. Cause oh, like, no. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I wanted to be down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've had the jollof. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I got my start in advertising um, through my cousin. She told me to come to the creative boot camp. And my team, I remember our client was Pepe Abysmal, and my team was runner up. And they gave us these one club memberships. Uh, and then I just started showing up to all the $2 happy hours and like try to <laughs> try to connect with everybody at the one club knew me at this time. I mean, obviously, yes, my cousin worked there, but yeah. after a while they keep seeing you. It's like, yeah, I'm, tr I, you can trust me. I'm always showing up. I'm consistent. Yeah. Uh, so then my first job, it was working underneath Tiffany as the education and diversity coordinator. And, and let me just also pause you too, because it's just, it was, it's literally, last season we had tiffany tiffany edwards for those of you that are listening um check out that podcast but we had her on the podcast and i thought that you all were just always like play play cousins i didn't know that y'all were ex like oh yeah that's my cousin i was like oh that's cute i was like they keeping it going i like that that's my big sister like i don't have an older sister and tiffany is it oh we're yeah that close yeah that's beautiful yeah she's Man, I know she's yeah. so proud when she hears this episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you were so you were working under her. Wow, amazing. Yeah, and and to be honest, like working under Tiffany, Tiff, you you've met Tiff. You know how her brain is; it goes off. So yeah. like, <laughs> yes, it's a like very high standard. But when I tell you, it prepared me for everything that came after. Mm -hmm. uh, when we were there, I was helping her like really scale the creative boot camp and like getting more more students of color into the creative advertising industry. And I think that I fell in love with it because I just think about how many creative people exist um, in communities that are often like historically excluded or overlooked and how mm -hmm. innovation actually comes from a, a lot of innovation comes from places where people grew up in scarcity. Mm hmm. So I don't know, it just, it gave me a lot of perspective, fell in love with it, um, then went over to McCann as a DEI uh, manager, and then jumped over into learning and development because I am a natural teacher. And that's what I was about to ask next, Siobhan, is like, has that always been your path as an educator? Because you're so selfless um, when it comes to the amount of education that you're providing individuals, whether that's about fitness, whether that's about comms. So was that always kind of your North Star or were you? Yeah. 
No, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, in, actually in between me leaving the one club and going to McCann, I did a brief stint for Teach for America. Mm. And I was down there. I was at Johns Hopkins. I was doing my master's of education. I was teaching high school in Baltimore. And I eventually quit on the second day of school because I realized I love the process of teaching people things. But when you're like 22 and you're trying to figure yourself out and you got to wear so many hats, I, I was like, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. So I never really had a plan. I just was like, well, what am I naturally good at? Oh, I can teach people stuff. I've tutored my younger siblings my entire life. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Absolutely beautiful. I think even more so beautiful is that you were able to last respectfully two days teaching Baltimore because let me tell you something (laughs) I understand the Baltimore school system um you know with all due to respect and I I really hope that things have changed you know since since then but um also teach for America really love that I'm not sure if you watch Abbott Elementary but some people know I do some people say that teach that it's based on teach for America yes yes under-resourced Expected mm-hmm. to be the hero. Yeah. 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 They say it's my like, favorite show. That's my favorite show right now. I love Abbott Elementary. Shout out to uh, Quinta Brunson for, for starting that. That, that, being her, that being her brainchild. Um, but speaking of brainchild, I would love for you to talk about grills and granola. Because um, I mean, yeah. what an amazing baby. And just tell us about like the development and also for our listeners at home, what it is. Okay. So where do I want to start? Um, Okay, development. So I've lived many lives. Yes. And when I was in my early 20s, I married my college sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 26, we got divorced. And I think that when the divorce happened, I fell into this like really dark space. Um, And of course, I was working in advertising. I was working at McCann. So like every day after work, I was like, I'm going to go to the gym and make myself feel better. And then every day on the weekend, I'm going to go to the club and try to get chosen. But, <laughs> right? but uh, alcohol is a depressant. So yeah. I'm like, all right, club life is not for me. Let me just keep going to the gym. And then I really distinctly remember a day I was in a yoga class and this woman wanted me to go in the child pose and like my hips were not sitting low enough. Hmm. And I was getting frustrated because I'm like, okay, but my body is not shaped like yours. Like there, there's a little bit more meat on this thing, right? So like, it's not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be in a perfect child pose and you need to honor that. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, what a time to be alive had dropped that mixtape. And that was my album that was, it was getting me through some things because I was angry on the inside. And I was like, oh, this is like really, really bumping me up. So that's when the idea of like, oh, trap aerobics, let me try and do something with that. Um, and then the term, the name Girls and Granola had came from a friend of mine, but it has a double meaning. So yeah, it's about hip hop and trap music. And yes, it's about granola and health, but like grills are also something that burns food, just like your body burns food. And yeah. then granola is because I'm from Jamaica, Queens. And when I thought about health that is accessible, granola bars and bananas, that's all I could get from the corner store. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's kind of like where it started. And then it transformed into like me doing a wellness conference called Zenday because I'm meeting all these amazing like people that work in the space and they don't know each other. And I want to keep revenue in my community. So it's like, what can I do with that? 
then I brought in all my, you know, it was a lot. I went through this whole process. I was in Black Ambition doing Pharrell's like incubator and like- Oh my goodness. Just like, I mean, I was grinding while working full time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet. I mean, but you know, speaking of that, I mean, it's like you did it. You definitely saved some lives in that process even if even probably your own too you know what I mean because like you're getting healthy you know when you're doing that and you're you're staying productive and you're doing different things but um you know I think also too you have always made swift moves and most recently you have moved to LA I would love for you to talk about just the the decision making process of switching cities for your own mental health or just for like lifestyle change because you have some people where they're very afraid to do it but what was if you don't mind me asking the deciding factor in you saying i'm gonna go to la grief and meditation um <laughs> so one uh i lost my grandfather and i remember uh, my friends kept urging me to just come to LA and like beta test my life out there. So I went and I stayed for two months and I loved it. But what really got me here was meditation. Uh, there's a meditation, it's called quantum jumping, where you envision a door in front of you. And like behind that door is the highest, most peaceful, most joyful version of yourself. Hmm. And your goal when you get into that room is to take in as many details as you can so that you can start to make your life catch up make reality catch up to what you see. Yeah. Uh, so when I went in that door and I, I was looking out of the window, like I saw palm trees outside of the windows. Um, and so I was like, okay, palm trees, like it either has to be LA or it has to be Florida. Mm. And I know it's not Florida because. <laughs> because we know. All right. As a Solange says. <laughs> yeah and then like I was just praying to God like God can you please just give me a remote job so that I can like move um and then boom it happened and then that was my moment I was like all right I'm I'm gonna do this scared very scared never left New York but I'm gonna do this and then from there mental health counseling was something that I was like sleeping on in the back of my head for a couple of years and then I was like let me just go for that too mm. yeah I love that so now you are practicing, you are on your way to being licensed. I mean, what has that journey been like for you? So I just finished my first semester of grad school. Yay! I feel so good right now. It's not I know. <laughs> like it's so much, but um, I, I'm in a dual program. So it's rehab and it's clinical. And the process has been intense because you are constantly reflecting and asking yourself questions and looking within. Um, and then you're constantly studying. You need to know the technical language to talk about diagnostics. And, and then there's the whole ethics issue. Like it is, it has literally opened a different side of my brain. Um, but I definitely think that I have more compassion for people, even though I've always been super empathetic and compassionate, but like I have way more now, especially people with disabilities. And um, yeah, and I, it's just like me reaffirming and knowing that like I have all of the solutions that I need for myself. It is stored within my soul and I, I just need to tap into it. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a better student um, this go around, like in like grad school and everything? Like, Are there things you're like, okay, you know, because I know for me, when I went back to grad school, I was struggling. I was like, oh, okay, I, I forgot I have to be a student. I have to like, you know. 
Justin, listen, <laughs> man, you know, I would have dreams, dreams about failing class. Oh God. Yeah. That was my big fear. But like, I think it just taught me how to be more disciplined. Like I thought I was disciplined and I got to grad school and I'm like, no, I'm not disciplined at all. I yeah. work in first. And now you guys have assignments and you want me to submit them on your timeline. I don't know how to do that. But, um, <laughs> but listen, I caught up. I was like, all right, let me just keep talking to myself and like, let me adjust. Let me adjust. So I'm good now, but definitely way harder than undergrad. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I, you know, you talked about meditation and for you know our listeners at home. I think it's important to I would love to hear your definition of what meditation is. And I'll tell you why. I'll never forget, uh, I was talking uh, with uh, one of my friends who's very, very close. I mean, he's like, I wish I could be, the reason why we connect and he's a best friend is because there's people that I realize I need to be around. There's people that are positive, not toxic, carefree, or you have exceeded my level of extra. And I really, (laughs) so I need, I need somebody that can like exceed that. But he was, I was, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I've been meditating a lot. And he was like, what if he's like, so how do you meditate? What happens? And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, I was just like, I was meditating on my career. And I was like thinking about what uh, step I need to take next to like, you know, be successful. And, you know, and then I was like, oh yeah. And then I, I had time to like, think about all the things. He was like, Oh, and he said it so chill. He was like, oh, so you were thinking. You weren't meditating. Brother over here, you know? Um, but you know, how would you define meditation? See, I think I think that it can be a bit hard to define because there are different types of meditation. Also, I'm studying to be a meditation instructor right now because I really yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, let me throw I'll throw out disclaimers. We this is yeah, this is not yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Don't do any of the things I say. Just this is just my life experience. But so for me, I view meditation as a way for me to master my energy by actually being aware of the fact that I like exist Mm. and like not exist as a human, but like exist as a spirit. So for me, when I meditate, I usually go to the beach and if I, if I have time, but this is like my usual routine now that I have a little bit more free time, but yeah. I go to the beach and like, I just focus on my breath because breath is the thing that makes me know that I'm alive. And, you know, um, and for me, it sounds like I'm having a conversation with God. Mm. Too. Yeah. So I do that. And then the other, my other favorite meditation, and I feel like this is so apropos because this is Dose of Black Joy, but um, there's a a emotional transmutation meditation Okay. where you basically can, you can shift your emotions, right? Like literally that is what you're learning in therapy is like how to stop automatic thoughts and how to shift your emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when you're doing transmutation, you can literally go into a moment where you feel extreme joy and like sit in it like let it Mm. let it like infuse into your body and really like encapsulate and capture that that emotion yeah so feel better so I'll do that too I'll go to my most joyful day and I'll just sit in it yeah that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing that I think it's really important but it was so eye-opening I think when he said that because I never thought about it from that lens and yeah, obviously, you know, for my listeners at home, you know, we 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 have a, a sister here who's on her way to being licensed. And so we are going to support you there. But trust me, don't take any of our advice. We're just talking through these uh, very yeah. different things. Um, man, so you are in L.A. at the moment. Yeah. 
what is the one thing that you do miss about New York? Pizza. <laughs> no. <laughs> the pizza out here sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I love New York pizza. I mean, I, I always say, like, if it's not dripping down my arm, you know, I don't want it. And I think people, a lot of people may not know this, but, you know, I was born in Queens. Get No, what part? Jamaica Avenue. And I was born in I, I was Jamaica. Born, I was born in Jamaica Hospital. What? Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're hospital mates. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, wait, you were born in Jamaica Hospital too? Yes, I'm born and raised Jamaica Queens. Nobody could tell because I don't talk like that, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's 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 been a while since you know I've I've been in New York, but um Man, I do remember at least growing up in New York and we eventually moved to Jersey. Um, and then from Jersey, me and my family, we actually moved to Atlanta. But I'll never forget the shift of just like, I think the rigor um, of living in New York and New Jersey versus when we moved to Atlanta. It was like, oh, okay. So this is how life is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, but you know, but like, congratulations on you making that move and shift, because I think sometimes it could be, you know, a little hard and tough for certain people. So, you know, kudos to you doing that. Thank you. Thank absolutely, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as we call this uh, show, A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. And um, now that we are in 2023, I always say that people that get to a certain point in their life, they've done that based on having key things and like building blocks to really guide them. You know, Siobhan, there is this uh, kind of like this image where I feel like at the end of every year or in the beginning of the year, somebody posted and it's the woman that's walking up the steps with like the bricks in her hand and they say other things that like she's leaving or she's taking. Yeah. If you had to select three bricks and you had you had to recreate your foundation what word would you put on each one of those bricks to build your new foundation? I do. What a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay. Um, what would I put on the bricks? And mm -hmm. are these bricks, are these things that I'm leaving behind or are these things that I'm carrying with these me? Are things, yeah, and not even carrying with you, just things that you're building to build your new foundation for you to stand on. All right. One is patience. Yeah. Cause I gotta, I can be very impatient. Um, trust mm. and, and faith. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's beautiful too. Do you feel like New York tested your patience? I was born impatient. I was a preemie. So I feel like I have been sprinting through life before I even like popped out the womb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yes, New York added to it. And I think I had to leave because I actively wanted to slow down this year. Like mm -hmm. just slow down on like my brain is always going and I just want to live like a monk. Yeah. Oh no, listen, I don't blame you. Trust me. I'm trying to trying to get there. So okay, we'll take that. Patience. Yeah, I could also use a little bit of patience as well. Yeah. Um, so when you think about, I guess, sometimes mental health. Um, as I mentioned, I think that there's a conversation uh, within the media where it could almost have this bit of it's some people are saying that it's been commercialized. When people make statements of that nature, what comes to your mind? Do you feel like all information is good information or do you think that there sometimes there is a, a way that mental health has been commercialized where it's incorporated of how brands are thinking about it? 
Ooh, I'm so happy you asked me this question because I definitely have opinions on the commercialization of wellness and mental mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. So I think it falls into two buckets. Um, well, three, actually. You've got mental health. And to me, that is like the more formal stuff, psychotherapy, group therapy, uh, all of those things. Then you've got wellness, which to me is a combination of mental health, mindfulness, exercise. And then you have spirituality, because mm -hmm. that's like, to me, another area that's been commercialized. Um, and when I think about the commercialization of mental health and wellness, I first want to look at the practices, right? So if we're talking psychotherapy and stuff like that, I'm fine with it because that is coming from people who are licensed and trained. And I think it's a great uh, avenue for people who are looking for like formal support. Mm -hmm. When we talk about wellness and then we talk about spirituality, that's where I sometimes have an issue. Mm. Um, and I think it's because one, on from the spirituality point of view, right? I think that a lot of times um, ancestral heritage and like indigenous practices are culturally appropriated yeah. and that bothers me. Um, the other thing that kind of bothers me is just like our attachment to external objects. So like there's been a boom right now where everybody's selling Palo Santo and I always think about, okay, but how does that impact the indigenous communities who have those trees in, in, in their neighborhoods and their villages. You're cutting down trees so that you people can burn them in their homes. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with believing that you can clear out energy because I do believe that. Mm -hmm. But I do think that like, it's important to try to do things that are socially impactful Absolutely. to the places where those practices come from. So that's my spirituality point of view. Beautiful. And then my wellness point of view is like, I feel like this is coming from TikTok taught me. But I just feel like oh, I gotta follow you on TikTok, but keep on going. I don't really post, but okay. I but like on TikTok, I feel like wellness, yeah, like I, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation. And there's so much information that like people need more um guards or whatever to like actually know what's true and what's not. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, drink apple cider vinegar. No, no, don't drink it pure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Yeah, I've done that. That has actually hurt my stomach before. Um, so and it, I felt like I had heartburn one time after I did it. So yeah, yeah. And then and then also the healers. Like I love I love people who are really rooted in energy. But like I do think it's important to give credit to the the people and the the people that uh, the people and the cultures that these rituals come mm, from. Absolutely, yeah, beautiful, beautifully said. Thank you so much for walking us through that. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that, man. Uh, you're so awesome. You just like oh, thank you. You walk wake up. And you're like you know what? Today I'm gonna be awesome. And I think that's a, a makeup of you. Tr we all try. Let me put it like that. Yeah, I, know. I definitely try. <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's some days, but um, how important is a community to you? You know, because you talk about you talk about energy, and I know for me, as I as I get older, I'm starting to realize just how small of actually like a community I want to have. You know, I think bright eyed, bushy tail, younger do is like, woo, bring me all the people. <laughs> yeah, no, oh my god. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, I'm like, party over here. 
but now I'm just like, but now I'm just like, I want like very, very small groups because there's so many people to manage. So what's your stance on like community and how you foster that so that you can have, you know, accountability partners and people that you have to support you? I, community is essential to me. I actually think that there's a, there's a phrase, I think it's an African proverb is that the rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. and I I have to be around people but I'm like you where I can't be around everybody I'm really sensitive to other people's energy so I I'm very intentional about who who I'm surrounded by and I think that like my community even here in LA has helped me get through this transition like my community is like six people deep but you know what there's six amazing people that's nice (laughs) yeah yeah keeping it small and then you come from a family of seven like that's beautiful yeah so in the yeah. same house too. So. <laughs> same house in Queens? Yes, it's wild. I don't even know how my mom did it. <laughs> well, listen, she did. Shout out to mom too. So yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You know, we call this show a dose of black joy and caffeine because those are honestly the two things that keep me going. I always say this when people come on the show, I don't think they realize how literal that is. I love coffee. I'm a huge coffee snob and I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. How much coffee do you drink per day? Okay, here we go. Um, maybe three cups, but like, well, I I would say like, I would say like two cups and then maybe I'll have an espresso or like, you know, I'll make like a French press and but yeah, and all of them don't have, um, no, you know, not to be completely, <laughs> all of them don't have caffeine. Some of them do have okay. caffeine, but yeah. Okay, I'm like, how do you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. But yeah, but those are the two things that keep me going. And then, you know, black and brown communities, you know, I, I say adult, you know, black joy, but I mean, that's just us because I feel like we're dope. And we, the more that we can step into our dopeness and building things and doing things and believing in ourselves, um, that's what really matters. So I wanted to create this platform to celebrate people like you. And I appreciate you really for allowing me to celebrate you um, today. Oh, thank you so much. And you know, you talk about how much coffee you drink, but to me, it just reconfirms that you are an enigma and not a human. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely does it. Before you get out of here, everyone gets their one dose that you get to leave our listeners with. What is your one dose? If you could give the our listeners a dose of anything that you want to leave them with. Ooh, okay. Oh, a dose of something. Can't be joy, because that's why they're listening, so. Okay, can I talk about love? Yeah. Okay, Um, I've been reading about love a lot, and I have two definitions that I want to share with people. Um, One is from Eckhart Tolle, and it's that love is when you see yourself in another thing or another person. That's really been resonating with me. Like, do I love my work? Do I see myself in my work? And then the other was that, this is from Bell Hooks, is that like love, it is when you extend yourself for the spiritual growth of yourself or another person. Yeah. And I don't know why those things are sitting with me, but I'm, I'm sharing this dose because I just want people to focus on things that they love, whether it's what they do. You know, like for me, I love a good solo so train line in the living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, jamming. No. Um, <laughs> I, can't blame you. I can't blame you. Dancing always makes me feel good. So I get you. Yeah. Do what you love. Like love is the highest vibration. So tap in. 
I love it. Well, you all heard it here first. For the people listening, you know, at home, where can they find you? Where can they stay in touch? Now, also, let me say this disclaimer, you all. I say this with all the guests. Just because you all reach out, these people have been gracious with their time and also supporting this show. But please do not expect a response. But if you're comfortable, where can people stay in contact with you? So you can, one, you can find me on LinkedIn, Siobhan Hodges, it's Siobhan with the C. Or you can find me on Instagram, it's Siobhan, it's CCC Siobhan. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much again. And thank you, all my listeners at home, for listening. Please remember to stay safe drink a ton of water, and that you, my friend, deserve a dose of Black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I'm Madhu. Take care. Mm -hmm.